On this episode of One Star Recruits, we're joined by NFL Network and former ESPN anchor Mike Yam, guest host in the house, LA legend, Grambling alumni, Dwight Render. We kick around all kinds of stuff, raising kids in COVID, holiday music, Thanksgiving, NBA free agency. It's going to be another great episode. Enjoy. Can't wait! Hi, this is Jake Plummer, and you're listening to the One Star Recruits podcast. You know, I say a lot of times I'm not a scientist, you know, and I see things coming, and then you're like, what do you do? He needs a challenge, and now he wants to, he usually wins with like first and second stringers. He probably wants to win with like third and fourth stringers. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Eddie George on One Star Recruits podcast. These guys do it the best. Love you guys. This is Spencer Torkelson. You're listening to the One Star Recruits podcast. Hey everybody, this was Dickie B on the One Star Recruits Podcast, and they've been awesome, baby. baby, baby. Yo, One Star Recruits, Zoom edition, COVID, got Rip in the house in some house, somewhere. What up, Rip? What up, man? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm excited for this one. I got my guy Dwight here. Old softball friend from about uh, five years ago. Still keep in touch. Welcome, Dwight. Thank you for having me, fellas. Appreciate it. You, you just gave him an old softball friend. This guy is a. This guy is an alumnus of Grambling and an LA legend. He was. Let's let's talk about the, that softball team. I know you guys. I can't believe I'm leading the pot off with softball talk, but I'm, give me just a quick rendition. If you had to c- compare that softball team, Dwight, to any sports franchise what would you compare it to yankees we oh, would dude. be the yankees bro uh bar none what, what was, richie? I, was richie jeter who was jeter richie richie was like bernie <laughs> richie would be bernie there you go i'm cool with being the yeah, boring he, guy that produces bernie <laughs> yeah you, you I, know, I would be like giambi yeah that first, that's my first baseman right there oh, yeah, yeah i would be giambi Nice. Shout, shout out uh, the Hendrix company about what well, we have about 2010 to 2013. We had a good run there. Brian yep. Hendrix put it all together. Hap. We got it. We got that thing, man. We won a couple chips and a lot of good relationships came out of that team, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there you go. And, and we're not going to talk softball. Don't worry, listeners. But what we will talk about is how friendships kind of bloomed. And uh, it's, it's kind of cool now for this podcast. Dwight, how did, I know you, you're a listener. You're, you're a one-star as well, fellow one-star. Uh, how do you listen to the podcast? In your car? You pop it on when you're working out? Actually, to be quite honest with you, and I know I shouldn't reveal this, but I listen to the majority of times at work. Uh, yeah, a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I listen a lot of times at work or, like you said, when I'm headed home. Sometimes I listen to, listen to the podcast on the way home. Yeah, yeah that's... The drive, a lot of people at work. Here's a little tip too for people who want to do the work: just the one, the one, one point five or the two x. Um, you can knock out a couple podcasts. You know, it's a good way to get information, though. You know, is it is it something that you're doing on the regular, or is it a newer thing that you've gone into recently? Actually, I've been listening to podcasts for quite some time. You know, I follow a certain football team that I wish not to reveal. Uh, <laughs> hey, you brought it up, man. You brought it yeah, up. I'm, there already? I'm a Jets fan. I'm a Jets fan, people. So <laughs> I, I say that real loosely. But um, listening <laughs> to Jet podcast, Yankee podcast, uh, nice. Laker podcast, but it's more sports related than anything that I listen to. No, that's cool, man. That's cool. We appreciate you being on the pod. Appreciate all your support. 
Um, it's not every day we have an LA legend who has ties to, uh, to, you know, great universities on our prior pod. We had Ashley Robinson on Jackson state. We got you at the, uh, at Grambling and, uh, you know, I'm always intrigued by the game day. I, the listeners know this. I haven't shared this with you. I was in the marching band uh, when I was growing up in Arizona, and uh, I play snare drum. And it's a culture, you know. It's a vibe, you know. And it's a thing that's it's a vibe. And when mm-hmm. we used to watch videos of like who does it the best, it was it was Grambling, it was Southern, it was these schools, you know. Um, just talk to us about game day, about the experience, about the vibe, you know, about waking up that morning, getting the, getting it started. You know. Um it's funny you ask that, but growing up in L.A., we really did not have that true experience of the band um, or the bands for the majority of part was kind of subpar. Secondary. Uh, um, so I remember my first game and like it was yesterday and uh, I walk into the stadium and it's it's the band's not playing. All of a sudden, the tubas start to roar. After at you know and the, and a percussion got into it, and um, they started playing. Richie, you might remember the song "Planet Rock." Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so they started playing "Planet Rock," and it it almost brought tears to my eyes Man. to experience something like that. And uh, especially growing up in LA, I kind of felt like I'm home. This is this is where I need to be. Um, I made the right choice going to Grambling just from that one experience. That was my first game day experience. Nice. And we were kicking ass too. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's rare too for someone to go out, out from out West to LA too. So, I mean, it's one of those things Rip and I always talk about. We want to do a road trip and this podcast might, might bless us to, we've met some really amazing people through this, this pod. And now on the list, we're going to go through the South and we're going to, we're going to check out, uh, there's some restaurants in Jackson that Ashley mentioned that I got on Yelp and looked at, and it's like, it's a must hit. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I we're seeing right now, COVID stopped everything in its tracks, even this week, right, Rip? Rip texts me, our guy Shane Buchart at NAU and ASU called the game real early. Uh, so we're, we're really in a situation where uh, we hope that uh, come in the springtime, football's back and uh, – we see some 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 game day experiences that are that are top notch. Let's talk Lakers, bro. Can we flip it? Can we flip it to LA? Of course. You happy? Extremely. I will be happy. I feel e- like extremely. Math. E- extremely. And when we got Montrez, it was more. I was happy because it was kind of like we just fucked the Clippers. You did. They got work. Dwight with with with. Laker fans, it's always been kind of like a sour taste. You yeah, know? he got booted the last time he left. He said, "Don't last time he got booted." Out. I felt like he was, um, he found his place. He found his role on a team, and you could get a couple more championships and live in L.A. I was kind of surprised that he I, maybe maybe that ego came back. That Dwight Howard ego came back. Into that's it. and that's exactly what I was thinking. He you know initially he was he was humble, happy to be here. Um, you know, he, he played well. I will definitely say he played well while he was with us um, and got a contract. So, you know, good riddance to him. I'm a Shaq guy. So if Shaq ain't messing yeah. with you, then yeah. I ain't fucking with you either. Yeah. I feel like uh, it's a lot of pre- – if you're not a big pressure guy, I don't even know if I like to admit this. I don't know how big of a pressure guy I am. And I think playing with LeBron is a lot of pressure. 
you know, too. Versus who? Ben Simmons yelling at you, <laughs> right? Like a it's a different vibe. Yeah. How about you, Rip? Rip, you happy over there in 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 Phoenix land with the free agency moves? They weren't as nice as as in LA as as big as big time, but good pieces. You happy camper over there? Yeah, I mean, we should get back to the playoffs, which is which is a nice change in the last you know ten years or so. So I mean, CP, you see what he did for Oklahoma City last year. He's a uh, He's going to be good with Booker and Aiton and those guys. So we'll see, man. I'm, I'm looking at like a, maybe a six seed and then see what happens from there. You know? All right. Well, good. A good six seed. Shit. Yeah. People are talking about the Warriors moving out of in, in that range, six to eight, maybe, maybe even, even further. We joke a little bit. I joked about Wanamaker on Boston and being a playmaker for Boston. I thought he was a underrated player. Um, it's tough to make up for clay in this shooting environment. We saw what Miami did. Uh, you know, what you think to what you think the you, you think the Warriors are going to are going to be. I hate to even say, it, are the Warriors going to make the playoffs? Yeah. Hell yeah. Right. No. Whoa. I, I don't think so. I don't think I, I unfortunately I don't. I think the West is really, really too tough. Um, You know, they might squeak in an eight, eight seed, but hell, you know, as a Jet fan, I believe in tanking. So. <laughs> So you said you know, back. I don't, you're, you're ready to well you're also you're also a Lakers fan, so you're done you're done with anything Warriors in Warriors land anyway, unless uh, Exactly. Unless right. Steph, if like you want to come down and play purple and gold. You yeah. know, why yeah. bother? Yeah. Yeah, cool. A big reason we're having Dwight on too is because uh he has got a, a little guy, well not so little anymore. How old is DJ? Fifteen now? Sixteen. Sixteen, who's uh who's a high school athlete and you know, Dwight is a great dad, other than being a marketing guru and a great first baseman and a great grambling legend. He's a great dad. I've seen him in person. And, you know, he, he's I wanted you to just get your experience over the last nine months with COVID and DJ season getting affected and his schooling and everything. I mean, how have you guys it's, been dealing with that? It's been extremely challenging. You know, I remember um, right before COVID hit, he had his first varsity baseball game uh he was starting um second baseman as a sophomore yeah and uh he was batting second and uh he went five for five with four four ribs uh played an outstanding game and then two days later COVID hit oh so um the challenge has been to um keep him motivated Right. All through all what throughout. What gives gives the parents out there? We have a lot of parent listeners who have some kids in that age. What are some tips that are working right now? What is working from a parent's standpoint? You know, I'm more interactive with him. You right. know, um, we'll go out and we'll work on fundamentals and drills and stuff. And um, I really try to challenge him, not only from a sports perspective, but just in life. You know, um, he's disappointed. Um, not being able to play. He also is the starting point guard on the varsity basketball team. Oh man. Yeah. And um, he's been extremely disappointed in not being able to play. And, you know, and I just let him know, Hey, in life, man, you don't always get, you know, four or five aces in the hand, bro. Yeah. You know, I was watching, uh, I was watching the draft. I'm curious to get both your guys' thoughts on what you thought of the draft this year via virtual. I thought it was awesome. I like seeing in the houses. I like seeing all the emotion. I thought it was awesome. But uh, my point of that, oh, 
Cole Anthony, you know, he had some adversity. And he ended up that a lot. That was it was nice to see kind of him land on a team where it's it's going to work out. I think uh, in time, situational stuff. Yeah, it's all about uh, you know, just like Cole Anthony and DJ and so many other kids out there right now. It's all about like Dwight said, man. You're not always dealt those five aces. You gotta you gotta make the best of your situation, you know. So it sounds like you guys are doing that. And I mean, unfortunately, probably his whole basketball season's wiped out, right? I mean, maybe they'll get some. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah, and um, you know, there he's on a travel a travel squad. Uh, unfortunately, the only place that was allowing uh, sports or you know to go out and be recreational sports was in Arizona. So he literally had um, a basketball tournament one weekend in Arizona, and then two weeks after that, a baseball tournament in Arizona. That's crazy. So. Um, like I said, it's 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 been a challenge. Yeah, you're making it happen though. You know, it's a it's a common theme on the pod. All of our guests are finding this, these joys and this tough adversity through COVID. Uh, our guest this week, uh, NFL Network. NFL Network's a great friend of the pod. We've had Taylor Biscotti on the pod. Uh, now Mike Yam. His story is amazing. If if our listeners have not heard of Mike Yam, give him a Google. Uh, family's also really important to him. He had a lot of adversities in, in getting to where he got to at ESPN and, and now with NFL Network. It was a fun interview. Enjoy this one. Now joining the One Star Recruits podcast, we have a native of the Bronx, a star in sports media, and one of the best-dressed dudes in the business as a now anchor for the NFL Network, Mr. Mike Yam. Where'd you get your sense of style from, Mike? Your suit is always know. looking good. Dude, this is like the best introduction ever. First of all, you dropped the Bronx, and those that's still where my heart is in a lot of ways. I went to Fordham, but then you dropped the, like, I should have, I'm showing up in like a t-shirt right now. Like, that's not, not the way that I should have come uh, knowing that oh, I didn't know if I knew you were going to introduce me like that, I would have stepped up the, uh, the game here. As a, as a podcast, baby, that's, that's why you can yeah. bring it. I'm wearing my, I think I'm wearing my grandfather's Kanye West, uh, sweatshirt right now. Uh, it's all good, man. You do have really dope style. I appreciate it. I appreciate any it. Go, any go-tos for our listener before we start the, the, the podcast, just style wise. Is it, is there any must haves right now for a starter kit? Do we need a black tie, black suit, Navy suit? Yeah, you know, actually, what's kind of like I, I always felt my felt like I was more of the basic dude, but um, you know, I've tried to like branch out a little bit, and it took a little bit of like nudging from some people in my life to kind of get me there. But uh, you know, like the the two tones, you go with like the black pants and like kind of like the, yeah. the the jacket that's a different color, or um, been doing a lot of plaids. But like the things that have some pop now, I'm kind of like all about those. But you know, the sock game though, you got to come correct with the sock game, like. So, you know, you got to have some fun with it. Um, there's a brand of shoes, although I don't have it. I have probably too many. You know, it's kind of crazy, guys. Let's go on this tangent. So my last day at Pac-12 Network, when my contract ran out, I had talked to our, you know, you have an exit interview. And I talked to our HR team. And I said, look, I know technically I'm not allowed back in the building because, A, there's like the COVID stuff. And like, you don't let employee former employees head into the building. But I said, you know, I've been there for like 10 years and the wardrobe room, it's all, all of our stuff. Like there's, you know, Don McLean's got a suit in there. You know, Yogi Ross got some of his you stuff. Got, you, got like, like a lock, you have like a locker? 
No, there's like a big, there's literally a big room at Pac-12 Network. Like it is a huge room that they just you turned your, into you like you a have giant closet. Or you, you have, you, you yeah, know. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a shared, like Ashley Adamson and Kate Scott, like they had some of their clothes there, you know, like, so every, so I just had all this stuff there. And I, I told our HR people, I said, look, I really don't want anyone going through my desk. And I said, not for nothing, but no one is going to know what clothing is mine other than me. So like they were, our HR team was awesome. So they were like, yeah, yeah, we got you. So I went in there and I started packing up my car, which was like insanely sad and like not to get all emo on you guys, but there was some issues there for me, you know, with, with the ties that I had with the, with the conference yeah. and being there from the start. But the first thing I thought of when I got home with the car full, full of stuff is like, you know, I have way too much stuff way too many suits, way too many shoes. So there's one brand of shoe though that I really love, uh, Magnani. I don't know if you guys know that one. Um, no, no, but just the, in the show notes, this is what, this is what you're here for, brother. We're, yeah. we're <laughs> listeners get better, man. <laughs> we're we're one stars, man. We, we, we're, we're wearing like uh, Reeboks and, 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 and we, Asics, we got, you know? Brooks brothers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, no, no. First of all, and by the way, for anyone who's listening to this podcast, so the three of us had a conversation and you were kind of running down the show for me and you said, oh, you know, five-star guy like yourself. And I swear to God, like on the Zoom, I almost turned around and said, it's just me on the show, isn't it? Like, I am not, I said, you, that, that distinction for a five-star, that's like the Scott Van Pelt of the world, the, the Bob Costas is, man, I'm just happy to be on the team. Like, you, give me a roster spot. I got a uniform. You know, I, maybe I get a little per diem if I'm a pro. Like, let's let that's right. how I like the role. So, <laughs> I love it, man. I love I love the fashion tips. Where where you're kind of a sports uh, fashion pod now. So so thanks for that. <laughs> but you know, uh, part of the reason we wanted to have you join us too is because aside from sports, we kind of mentioned we'd like to focus on some life stuff. And you're, I think, sure. about 15 years into your sports media career. You you've been around for a while, and so you've uh, you've kind of been able to build a platform along the way. And I. I've admired it personally because you've used that platform. You've written some pieces about Asian American discrimination, especially during COVID. Uh, you've been an advocate for women in the workforce and for Alzheimer's awareness. And, you know, not everyone does that sort of thing. And why is it important to you to use that platform to be able to speak out on certain issues? Yeah. Well, number one, yeah, seriously, I really appreciate it. And by the way, we should circle up on sneakers because I got a cool Tinker Hat field story for you uh, for later in the pod. But I know we've pivoted away to more serious issues. Uh, but no, in all sincerity, I really do appreciate you guys even having me on and, and being willing to use your guys' platform to talk about some of this stuff. But, you know, I graduated college in 2003. And I think what's fascinating is we're seeing this evolution of sports figures being willing to use their platform. I think we all saw the last dance, right? And right. there's a portion of that documentary where it's pretty obvious that MJ, who is the goat, by the way, doesn't want to use his platform on social issues. And he gets and criticized back, for it. And he does. And back then, like that was kind of a thing, you know, like Colin Kaepernick a few years ago, like literally just a couple of years ago was, was ostracized. And now we're at a place and it really sucks because and I don't know. I should probably be use more appropriate language, but no, let it fly, baby. This is an open podcast. Okay. Um, okay. So basically guys, like it took someone getting murdered on the streets mm -hmm. and video for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Mm -hmm. George Floyd gets killed to now for people to say, Oh, like that's, that's not right. And then opening the door for the NBA, the WNBA, now the NFL, to use their courts, to use their uniforms. 
and and players are not getting criticized for using well i shouldn't say that players are getting criticized for using their platforms but players are not losing income and not having roster spots like i think about natasha cloud from the wnba maya moore certainly comes to mind we're talking about players at the pinnacle of their careers where they still have game going you know what no i'm gonna fight something else so you know, I appreciate you bringing that up for me, but like, I look at people like that, that are real difference makers, really willing to put their money legitimately where their mouth is. And, you know, you, we know this, I mean, you guys are sports fans. You, your shelf life is, on, is, is only a few years as a pro athlete. And here it is like, they're willing to sacrifice for the greater good and try to affect some change. So, you know, for me, um, you know, the Alzheimer's deal, that hits close to home. My grandfather suffered from Alzheimer's. He was, you know, my first best friend, um, the guy who got me into sports. Mm-hmm. You know, those are probably like some of the hardest times of my life where, um, you know, he just, he's, you know, anyone who knows anyone who had suffered from Alzheimer's, like they just become a shell of themselves. And, you know, that was hard um, for a lot of reasons. And, and, I, you know, they, there's these emotional stories that are people are associated with and you almost feel helpless. Like with a disease like that, it's so insidious. Like there's nothing that you can do really to help, you know, a family member or a loved one in that situation. A Twitter timeline. If people go to your timeline, it's at Mike underscore yam right at the top. They'll see a quote that says attitude is everything. And what are some daily rituals or routines that you do to stay mentally fit with attitude kind of being your North star that our listeners might be able to implement? I like that rip. Good question, man. Yeah. uh, Really good question. I forgot that was in the the profile (laughs) there for a second. Um, Guys, I think it's so, we are in such unique times. I mean, the fact that we're doing this over Zoom, how many Zooms do you guys do every single day, right? Like, what yeah, that's crazy, thing? man. Before, before this, I would have never thought, and now it's just a yeah. crazy thing we're getting used to, man. It's, I know. Which, it, by the way, is, is not, and I'll give you a great example of this. Like, I almost feel like we're all getting pre-programmed to think that this is okay. Like, right. this is an acceptable means of interaction and communication, and it's not. And I think we're all going to learn and, you know, we're California guys, right? So it, it's a little different for us on the West Coast in, in a state where they're taking COVID really seriously and restrictions. But I was just in Los Angeles for a freelance job with Intel Sports over the weekend, talking to my good buddy, Yogi Roth from Pac-12 Network. And nice. we realized yeah, that... Yogi, Yogi yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, man. We're going to be at LAX at the same time nice. for like a few minutes. So he <laughs> lands and I'm about to take off. And the plane is boarding. He land. My plane is about to board. He lands. We interact in person with masks on for the first time in nine months. And like one of my best friends. And when I tell you, like, there's like this almost like a physical reaction um, to that, like I had forgotten what, I mean, I guy I worked with for 10 years almost. Yeah. And we talk all the time and we work together still on radio, but it's the first time, you know, that's the longest we've gone probably in, you know, eight, nine years without seeing each other in person. But like, it's, it's a great reminder of why that physical connection is needed. But, you know, to me, it's just trying to stay in the moment. Like guys, like there's so much uncertainty. Like I, I don't know where I'm going to be living in a couple months. Like, and I'm not the dude who, is is willing to freelance okay like i am right. and, and freelance work yes but i mean like freelance in life like, freelance I like, life. like the freelance life dude yeah control freak in a lot of ways and i've had to take a step back and say you know what i can't control this and i was dealing with the anxiety on the work stuff you know like scared out of my mind to be honest with you like living in san francisco i'm 
had been at a place since it launched for almost 10 years. I'm like emotionally attached to it. So that's hard. And then what am I going to do? Like in terms of income, rent, all those types of things. So it's been kind of freaking me out. Um, I gotta be honest with you, like the daily walks, the workouts, like yeah. those are the, I'm a big are, that's my jam. We yeah. talk about this. Yeah. We talked with your coworker with Taylor Biscotti about too. She said my morning walks are key. Yeah. I mix in my yeah. dog too. Cause if my dog's happy, I'm happy. it's a a small thing but it's like man the human body was meant to kind of get up and just do that movement for long enough to get your thoughts at least going for the day no doubt no doubt i mean that's the thing it's routine for me has really been been helpful you doing any foods dickie v says he does a shot of uh, cranberry juice every morning that's his trick um (laughs) i I don't go down that path um (laughs) mine is fruit juice sort of um the adult kind i'm a big wine guy so um, no 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 no. (laughs) i I think we we'd be having a much different podcast yeah i was gonna say that's hella san francisco man a little merlot in the morning (laughs) (laughs) that's too big that's too big for me um no you know be honest with you like i'm a huge and like this is one of the cool parts about being uh, I say present tense, past tense with Pac-12 because I got to, you know, fly to all these different campuses. And in Portland, have you guys heard of Stumptown? Yeah. Coffee? Yeah, it's great. I love oh, it. Oh, my I God. I didn't even know what cold brew was. And I was in Portland on a booster trip um, helping out the school doing actually an event with Tinker Hatfield, which is sort of random because that's actually coming up in, the, in an actual question as opposed that's to it. a tangent that I was having earlier. But I had a cold brew and then just became addicted to it. Love cold brew. I get the beans. You can get them in your stores. I do the grind. I, I make my own cold brew. So every morning, that's that's sort of my jam. I don't do the cranberry and Here's I'm not doing one cold brew. Let me interrupt you for one second because I think it's yeah. a common mistake a lot of people make. And maybe we can clear it up right now. I will make the coffee and then put it on the ice immediately. I've been told that you need to put the coffee and cool it before and then add the ice. And that's the game changer. Is that right? Okay. Yes, because do you brew the coffee and then have it? I brew the coffee. Like, I'm not. I don't have the patience to put it in the fridge to let it cool. So I'll put it on ice and I'll put okay. more ice, and it doesn't get the same goodness. Okay, yeah, it's not the same. That that is just regular iced coffee. So what I do is <laughs> I grind the beans and I have like a cold brew maker, and I it's pre-planned, right? Like it's not. I I make it for a few days worth, and you grind the beans and you put it in like this this pitcher, and then you put you know, warm water, cold water, whatever you want. And then I let it sit for 24 hours and then I pour it out. The acidity is gone. It's smooth. It's almost like you're drinking like a coffee tea. Um, God, never thought in a million years I would talk like this about coffee. Yeah, we are, bro. You've been in San Francisco long enough. (laughs) ASU wise. And and what Bobby Hurley's doing, uh, is that a program on the radar? Is that something that you all were kicking around? You still talk talk with some of the crew about what's happening in Tampa Bay Hoops Tennis? I think you hit the nail on the head from a recruiting aspect. Bobby has been a game changer. You know, when I got to Pac-12 Network, Herb Sendek was the coach. And I think Herb did a nice job with the program, but Bobby, I think, has taken it to another level. And I think what's interesting about him is where he's recruiting. And it's not concentrated in a smaller area. Like Bobby's going all over the country and he's pulling dudes from, from random places. And I think what's really interesting is when I talked to the staff that first year in that recruiting cycle, those guys would tell me, you know what, like we're not hitting on some of these guys, but we're actually in the conversation. And we went a few years not being in that conversation. And now all of a sudden Bobby starts hitting on it, right? It's a couple NCAA tournament appearances. You're seeing, uh, you know, the arena getting packed and it's loud. And they used to have tarps at the top that would cover 
um, you know, the top, the top side of it because people weren't showing up. And then all of a sudden it's like the tarps are down. They're working the free throws with the student. You got the, yeah, the, the curtain of distraction, you know, got Michael Phelps coming out as guys are trying to hit free throws and Phelps comes out in the speedo like he did a couple of years ago, but you're right. I, I think there's, there's some great mobility for, for this program. Bobby's got him in going in a great direction. And I think what's really fascinating about his coaching style, you see the success that they've had the last few years. It's, it's in a lot of ways, almost like remade rosters, right? Like it's, it's big. And then it's, it's guard you. And then it's little guard, you big guard, you like he's, he's one different ways. Like there was uh, two seasons ago, my guy, like Cody justice was playing like the four, like Cody yeah. should be like a there two, you, you know, but Bobby's like, yo, this is what I got. Let's roll with it. And I give Bobby a lot of credit for the adjustments that he's made as a head coach. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Remy Martin just got named uh, AP All-American yeah, preseason. Yeah, I saw that. So we're, uh, yeah, we're excited for that one. And, hey, Mike, we end every interview with a quick hitter segment where I kind of ask you a handful of questions related to a sure. specific theme, and you just kind of let me know what comes to your mind first. Perfect. Uh, for this one, in honor of the iconic Alex Trebek, Nice. Uh, let's let's do a Jeopardy theme fire round. For, for let's do the Jeopardy format minus the clues and wagers, and you know I'll offer you a phrase and, and please uh nice Rip, nice one Rip. Please like please it. respond like in it. the form of a question. All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> all right. So we have uh, let's let's start. We had uh, seven foot seven Romanian George Murison on our podcast mm-hmm. recently, and he, oh no kidding, that's awesome. Yeah, he's the big man. He he told us that this ex Washington Bullet teammate of his was the best shooter he ever saw, and he also helped him improve his work ethic. You also spent a lot of time working with this guy over the past eight years. Who is my guy, Don McLean? There it is. Guy, it, you man. know what I'm going to do? I swear to God, when we finish this up, I'm texting Don. And letting him know that that Jordan said that about him. Don, by the way, relentless worker, relentless and never shy about about his game. Like he's <laughs> he's got some swag for sure. He needs, he's he's on our list of podcast guests because he's the same thing. What do you do in the mornings, Don? You know how do you how are you getting that energy at that level? Those these are the things that the people want to know. <laughs> yeah, Don, Don gets after you know Don gets guys ready for the draft. Like he's had, yeah. um, he had Donovan Mitchell, uh, Jordan Bell. Like he's had some dudes over the years. And and I'm if you guys get him on the pod, you have to ask him why he's not a head basketball coach. I know he should be a head basketball coach. In the G League, like, get with these youngsters, Don. I, I keep pushing him to go down that path, but I don't. I don't Maybe know. I think together because uh, George says he's coaching at his clinic up in Baltimore. So maybe we'll put yeah. Mirasan and uh, and Don back together. Maybe we just maybe we just got a new a new coaching squad together. That you totally should because Don Don I've never learned, and I'm a huge basketball guy. I've never learned more about the game from anyone else. I, I sit in a room with Don and stuff that I, that he takes for granted because it's common. Like he'll just say it. I'm like, oh my god, I never thought about that. You listen to him broadcast a game, and he just he's constantly teaching. I think the reason why he hasn't done coaching is because he was having too much fun with me is the story <laughs> that I'm going to go with. And now that I'm not working at Pac-12 network, now there's a chance. Hey, uh, okay. Number two here where you're a Fordham alum and uh, yeah. this, this power forward who spent the 2014, 15 season at Fordham before transferring to Villanova, got a ton of minutes up in uh, San Francisco with the Warriors this year. Uh, uh, oh God. As soon as you said the Villanova thing. Um, uh, will be disappointed. Seriously, I'm disappointed in myself. Um, I'm I'm blanking. Like the buzzer's going off here. Eric, Eric, Eric Pesha. 
Oh. Oh man. Hey, you got any uh you I got any Smush very- Parker? You got any Smush Parker stories? No, I'm, I'm like embarrassed now. You guys should just oh, kick me. This is why I'm not a five star guy. Rip just saved you though. Rip just saved you, Mike, with a good follow up. Did you hear that? He said you have any like, Smush Parker stories from Fordham? Best Smush Parker story that I can tell you. I'm in Oland, New York, St. Bonaventure, and if you've never been, they have monks that are that kind of run. That's like the religious order there. The monks go crazy, like they're cursing at players. They're going nuts, right? What? We're up there for the game. You've never been inside their arena. It doesn't really go far back. Like the stands basically go vertical. I mean, it's like the crowd goes crazy. They used to have an awesome home home court advantage. You used to have a kid, Maurice Green, maybe something green. Anyway, dude must have been like five five and was a dynamo on the floor. Anyway, Smush is there. We're we're getting beat. Smush is coming down, uh, you know, across the timeline gets to like that second year takes off one foot in from the free throw line. I swear to God, he looks down at three defenders is laughing at them, points them out, reverse dunks on these dudes and, and gets fouled. The place went silent. I think the only people you could hear was, it was me screaming. I took my headset off. I was the color guy on this game. I took my headset off and my buddy, Andrew Bogus, who works at CBS was calling it and he's going nuts. I mean, it's that's, Smush was was unbelievable. Was an unbelievable basketball player at Fordham. The Fordham guys that I do talk to, I have a couple of buddies who went to Fordham too. They always as yeah. like as Smush has hit legendary status. Um, if yeah. you ask about Smush Parker and Fordham basketball, yeah. people have similar stories as you, brother. It's a good one. We're gonna do a little food bonus round. The the hole okay. in the wall food spot that's a must hit in the Bronx. Mm. Easy. Uh, Pugsley's right next to campus. Chicken rolls. Best chicken roll I've ever had. Miss it like you would not believe. Um, there's there, that spot. There's another place, um, Mike, Mike's Pizza. The best Sicilian slices that you'll ever have. Uh, I don't even know if it's still there. It was there when I was there. But Pugsley's, I know, is there. I was talking to some students there um, a couple of years ago when I was on campus. It's called the Richie Special. It's a slice and a chicken roll. <laughs> Oh, it's a wrap. It. it is awesome. I miss I miss that chicken. We needed in a I question though, Mike. We needed in a question. What <laughs> what um what is Pugsley's? Sorry, that's my bad. This is why I I I never I'm not bright enough to be on Jeopardy. <laughs> clearly. I can't even I can't even follow instructions. Oh, we're gonna get it all in the show notes, man. That's good stuff. Pugsley's for <laughs> listeners out NY. All right, you you uh you've been in San Francisco for a while. Name the bar or restaurant that took a lot of Mike's Mike Yam's money over the past five years or so. Mm. Okay, so I've been in the city for since 2012. Um, I will tell you over the last five years, it's not in San Francisco. The place that's taken the most money from me um, because of alcohol, I think is kind of where you're going with this. Yep, yep. I'm going to say, uh, what is AXR Winery? Ooh, nice. My favorite wow. winery. Oh, sign. And I've, look, guys, I've, I've been to a ton of places in Sonoma, a ton of places in Napa. I went on a, a with a buddy of mine from high school down to Argentina to do like a Malbec trip. I'm telling you, I love it. AXR is my favorite winery, my favorite cab, and it is the best experience that I've had in Napa. So I will tell you, that's the place over the last five years that's taken the most most of my <laughs> money for for, for well worth so, it. Well worth it. It yeah, sounds like. Yeah. All right, uh, and then you mentioned you were at ESPN for I think four years. Uh, what's the food item in the Bristol cafeteria that's the most oh. slept on? 
<laughs> Almost slept. Um, I can tell you this. There was, and I don't know if it's still like this, but when I was there on Wednesdays, they would do a chicken parm sandwich with potato chips and like they just load it up and like, you know, like those, uh, I'm getting hungry, man. It's getting late. I need to start eating dinner pretty soon. But they did an awesome, um, uh, uh, chicken parm sandwich. And there was a guy I'm blanking on, I think his name was, I, I might have been Michael, but anyway, he was one of the chefs that was there in the mornings. He made me the best egg sandwiches. And I'm a huge egg sandwich guy. I would roll up. I'd say, I get the usual. He'd hook it up for me, you know, the sausage and the peppers and just did it right for me. So those were, they, God, I'm really getting hungry. I can feel like the saliva building up here. Was but it, like it, those, was it those, good food at Bristol? It was every time you had meals, it was like pretty bomb. Or was it like, I imagine it being like a ski mountain maybe where it's like, ah, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was okay. Like some days are better than others. You know, the day where it really was, was really amazing. Um, Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. Yeah. They take care. Uh, they, I will give them a lot of credit because, you know, I, I would work the holidays because I get to work on some cool shows. Uh, but you'd be there on Thanksgiving and, and your team would sort of like whoever you were working with, you'd all head to the cafeteria together. They'd have the turkey and the whole thing. And they, they did a tremendous job. Like I was always really grateful for, for, for that experience because not every place does it like that. Probably leads into the final question. Rip, can I do the final Jeopardy question? Yeah, go for it. Final Jeopardy. All right, final Jeopardy question. Please name this men- Please name this mentor or mentors that have positively influenced your life and your advice to our listeners who are on that journey as well. It's a harder answer now because of the last few months for me because I have leaned so much on so many people. You know, I got the news that my contract wasn't going to get renewed. And like, you can't see it. There's a huge whiteboard in my bedroom and immediately just started writing names, people that I worked with networks where I might know people. I mean, I just, for weeks was just calling every person that I know and the amount of people that would take the call, call me back, spend time on the phone, tell me it's going to be okay. Give me, you know, a connection with someone else. That's kind of how I got the NFL network gig. Just amazing. Uh, amazing. So when you ask about mentors, my God, like even just the random, like, Hey, I heard the news. Are you okay? I mean, it's, it's all the people that I worked with at Pac-12 network and it's, I'm embarrassed because there's so many names of people and the, the words and the messages meant a ton to me. But, um, you know, outside of that close group, who is Ian Eagle, who is Gary Apple, who I didn't really know all that well, who went out of his way to connect with me, who is Bruce Beck, who's in New York, um, who I used to intern for, who is, you know, name a producer that, oh my God, I it, honestly, like it's, it's, I almost feel bad. I even said those names because the list is insanely long and, I mean, hell, like the coaches in our comp, I say our conference, I still feel like I'm part of it, but like, you know, Tad Boyle at CU gave me a buzz. Uh, Herm Edwards gives me a, you know, gave me a call. Guys, Chris Peterson called me. I swear to God, CP calls. And I think it's going to be like a, Hey, you know, you did a great job. Really appreciate it's 15 minutes in. I'm like, Oh my God. Like he's like actually talking to me. Yeah. And we, we talked for over an hour. Dude spent over an hour on the phone with me, just giving me advice and like trying to help me look at things differently. So I, I you know, it, it's such a long list of, of people. And I, I can't even tell you how grateful I am for, for those relationships. Emily, it's something we talk about on this podcast mm-hmm. a lot, the power of network, not in the sense of it's generic and you think of going to a good university or think of some other things. It's, it's the, it's the whiteboard names, man. I can relate to that. I'm looking up at my whiteboard as you say that right now. It's the whiteboard names, and then it's kind of what happens next. 
Um, so consider yourself, brother, part of the uh, One Star Recruits podcast yes. work, my man. Uh, any way we can help you, we'd love to. With that said, let our listeners know where they can find you, um, both socially and on TV. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Twitter and Instagram, same handle, at Mike underscore Yam. Uh, kind of all over the place on NFL Network. They call, they tell me to work. I say, yes, let's roll. Um, Intel Sports, no one can actually see that stuff right now because of the project. But on Sirius XM, Pac-12 Radio, pretty consistently uh, during the week from 8 to 11. So, But honestly, guys, I hope I didn't ramble on too much and, and was at least like moderately entertaining. Um, I know I didn't live up to the five-star label. That that I know for sure. So hopefully, you know, I, I'd rather be with you guys. Let's, let's call me a one-star. Let's roll. Let's do this again. Uh, and I, I really I do appreciate you guys even asking about some of the other stuff that aren't that's not even sports-related. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, we it's love it, stuff, man. It's the real stuff, and maybe we so we get a couple more listens. And I have a lot of family in Northern New Jersey. Shout out to Sparta and to yeah. Kalon and my people up in Northern New Jersey. Maybe we get a couple more listens. Maybe you can sign off with just uh, uh, this is Michael Yam on uh, One Star Recruits, and maybe give a New Jersey shout out for us. Yeah, no, uh, look. It's Mike Yam, One Star Recruits, best podcast out there because that's where the real ballers are. Those are the people that really do the work. It's not easy. They got to grind. So I'm all about it. And of course, we know about grinding in New Jersey because that's, you know, we're always overlooked um, and we shouldn't be because we're, we're, we're grinders out there. The greatest thing, man. Thanks for the interview. We appreciate you. You guys are the best. Thanks again. Thanks, Thanks. Mike. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, we're back. Thanks again to Mr. Mike Yam. You can find him on NFL Network. He's going to be doing a lot more work with them. This is his full-time job now. Fordham alum, Jersey guy, just a great all-around dude. Very knowledgeable about basketball, football, everything in between. So check him out uh, on Twitter, too. He's a, good, he's a good follow on Twitter. Check him out. Mike Yam, Y-A-M. Mike Yam, like Thanksgiving. You boys ready for football? Yeah, nine nine thirty uh nine thirty California time on Thursday, yeah, bro. I'm on. I'm it. pumped, Dwight. What's your setup for football for Thanksgiving morning? What's your what's your living room to walk our listeners through what your setup looks like? It depends on how competitive my team is. You know, <laughs> like uh, you, what do you, we do? Like a we do like a moping scene, or like it's like a all the lights off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, a little seance and shit. No. Uh, I, as a Jet fan, I got my, you know, if we're competitive and we're on, I'll have the Jet blanket out, the helmets out, um, everything. I have green and white alcohol to some degree or foods. And How about, uh, how about the 930 Thanksgiving Day kickoff, especially? For me, I wake up, I'll mm-hmm. put on a bathrobe. The listeners know I like to smoke a little. I do a little couple of hits off a, jo- a joint in the morning and have a little coffee. And I am good. I sit there until I think about what I want for breakfast at about 1030. And I have a particular seat on the couch. You got to do you have, you have your own seat. You wake up ready I to do. eat. What's your Thanksgiving plans? Do I do you do you just are you ready to for football and then eat? Are you busy doing shit? What's your morning usually look like? No, I'm pretty much fucking off the whole day. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I wake up, I come downstairs uh, I immediately watch football. I'm one of those Thanksgiving guys that I don't eat the whole day until it's actually time nice. to eat. There you go. I, I save up all, you know, <laughs> yeah. everything un, until it's time to eat. So I'll typically do that. Um, that's my whole makeup. Hell yeah. So you guys like I like that uh, that that morning cocktail, man, because you don't get to do that normally on Thursday when you're at work, but that's always nice to just break something open at like 10 o'clock. Totally know? okay on Thanksgiving, yeah. 
It's I like, got I got such a funny Thanksgiving story. <laughs> Hit it. Um, the Jets, a uh, few years back, the Jets are playing Thanksgiving. Um, I'm seeing this this girl, and she finally takes me over to meet her family. <laughs> and it's it's your typical, all the men are in this room watching football, all the women are in the kitchen type deal. So <laughs> I'm meeting her, all her, her uncles and cousins for the first time, <laughs> and the Jet game is on. <laughs> and... You know, and, and we're playing the Patriots. And, uh, you know, one of the guys asked me, you know, who's my team? And I was like, actually, I'm a Jets fan. And he was like, oh, okay. Five minutes later, you have that butt fumble bullshit, right? Oh, and that game. Every head turns around <laughs> real slowly and just looks at me. Uh, and you're still I'm living like, that. You're still carrying that with you, by the way. Jets fans still, if you think of Jets fans even today, I don't think of Sam Darnold. I think of still the butt fumble, by the way. The one of the, but you know what? As a Jet fan, you live through that typical bullshit. It's Jet bullshit. It, it, it's, it's synonymous with the Jets. Bullshit. So you're, a real, you're a real Jets fan like Gary Vee. You're in, you're in the clubs. You travel when it's cool to travel. You're, you're, oh, just, yeah. Just I'm, I'm one of those guys. That I will only, if you're a Jet fan and uh, if you're passive, if you're not the rah rah Jet fan, I can't fuck with you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you didn't uh, want to chill. You want to sit yeah. on your hands and, you know, uh, yeah. I'm not that guy. I'm the, I'm the rah rah guy. So, so how would how, how that how that family respond to that butt fumble? I, I know you, I know that was a bad omen for that relationship. You guys ain't seen oh, each other. Oh, they probably over. <laughs> well, we're no longer together. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about our guy K one? You like watching Murray? He's a you know pretty fun guy to watch, huh? I think to be honest with you, I really really like the cards. I really do. Uh, I think they're they're firing on all cylinders. Rich actually was the first Cardinals fan I've ever met. That, that's really? how it usually is. Man. It's common, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they're <laughs> they're really a team to be reckoned with. I, they're they're a squad. We're gonna have to get you a, G- a Hopkins jersey for your for your man cave for your Thanksgiving uh, a meal to put up there, man. Because I feel like they're kind of the America's team a little bit right now. A lot of my non Cardinals friends are now getting texts to me like, "Oh, this this is pretty cool." So uh, welcome, man. Welcome. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. I have somebody uh, to cheer for now. All right, let's go to Rex of the Week. Uh, and I, you know, I, like always, listeners, we, we give a recommendation of the week to close out the show, something to hopefully add some value to your life or help you out here. Uh, Dwight, you want to start us off? I know you got some good. Yeah, yeah I don't have anything that's too motivational or anything like that. However, if you need a good laugh, just something just to get you through the day, I have an app that's called America's Best Picks. And it's just an app that just focuses on memes and gifts and stuff and just funny shit uh it has me cracking up every day i'm on it every day um perhaps i shouldn't be because i'm at work but um no, you're, i love i love your i love the job i love you at work because it feels like you're multitasking you get a ton of shit done also knocking Definitely. off the podcast of the podcast as well I, I feel like you're the type of guy who could just handle a ton of shit you know i got eight arms that's why we got you on the pod eight shit man so like they call you the octopus. Yeah. <laughs> I've been called that before. So what is America's best picks? P I C S? Yep, P I C S. 
All right, everybody go download that. DK, what do you got? Well, I'm going to uh, go ahead and recommend uh, As Comfies. They're not a sponsor. I really like them to be. I don't even think that they sponsor. Um, but I, I got a couple pairs of um, longer sweat pant joggers from Lululemon, and they blow my mind every freaking time. I know that's some basic bitch type shit, um, but I just love them. So I wrote them down this week. Um, if you want to treat yourself, they're like 100 bucks, you know, so it's not – Usually I would go to Target. That's the thing. That's so you could tell the difference, you know. So I will put the Target ones on, and then I put these ones on with my Manscape after I do the toner, <laughs> and it's it's different, especially during COVID because we're chilling more. So there you go, Dwight. There it is, Lululemon man. You heard it here first. Feeling like a million bucks. All right, good stuff. I'm gonna close it out. I got a uh, yeah. The holidays coming up. Someone tipped me off to this idea last year, but we're actually doing it for the first time this year. Is like people will send out Christmas cards, holiday cards, but we're trying to be a little uh, less wasteful this year. So we're going to do a digital one where you just basically get the picture, design it, text it out to everybody instead of putting a stamp on all these envelopes and mailing it out to houses. Mm. So we're, we're not going to have a printed one this year. We're just going to send it out. Digital, digital stamp. Thing. You yep. put that on social media. You put that on social media. Let everybody see it. Yeah. Either do that or I'll text you guys and a bunch of other people. So just uh, no, no, no going to the post office, nothing like that. None of the hassle, you know, hands free. Yeah. All right, good Rex. They'll be in the show notes as usual. You can find Mike Yam on the NFL Network. Uh, Dwight, what do people know? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Dwight DJ Render. Um, outside of that, you could just ask somebody in LA. Somebody knows me. Somebody or Grambling. Or Grambling, bro. Or Grambling, yeah. <laughs> hey. Let me let me finish. Let me wrap up the show with uh, one last question for you, Dwight. What's your uh you're feeling real good, summer day, walking around. What's your Jets jersey that you put on that's the number one pick? Jet jersey that you put on. Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Either one of my Broadway Joes. Ooh. Um, if I'm if I'm feeling kind of badass, I might put on a Bart Scott. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. Or uh my Freeman McNeil. Freeman McNeil is the reason why I'm a Jets fan. Uh, so I love that dude, man. He's, hey, he's for the, so the listeners who don't know, for the listeners who don't know, and then we'll wrap it up. Give us 30 seconds on why we should know about, about Freeman or why you should YouTube him. Well, not only is he a UCLA alum, uh, he's a local kid, uh, a running back for the Jets, real humble guy. Um, you know, he's the type of running back that would go to work with his lunch pail. Um, I had the opportunity of meeting him when I was younger. He was the first uh, true athlete, professional athlete that I met. And I just followed him uh, along with that. He wasn't your big name, Tony Dorsett's or anything no. like that. He was just a good guy. Is he the reason you became a Jets fan? He's the absolute reason I became there it a is. Jets fan. There it is, listeners. All right. Well, check him out. Everything will be on the show notes. Hey, I had a really good time with you, Dwight. Rip, have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Dwight, give us give us a favor. Give us a give us a, a, a Bart Scott. Can't wait just to sign off on the show, man. <laughs> Hit us with it. Come on, it will feel good. Hit us with it, man. Can't wait. There it is, man. One <laughs> sorry, Chris. We'll catch you next week, man. Thank you, guys. Peace. Thanks, DJ. Love you, bro. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>